to effect a timely halt to deteriorating conditions and to ensure the common good. A state of emergency is declared for these territories by decree of Lord Cutler Beckett, duly appointed representative of His Majesty the King. By decree, according to martial law, the following statutes are temporarily amended. Right to assembly, suspended. Right to habeas corpus, suspended. Right to legal counsel, suspended. Right to verdict by a jury of peers, suspended. By decree, all persons found guilty of piracy, or aiding a person convicted of piracy, or associating with a person convicted of piracy, shall be sentenced to hang by the neck until dead. Sovereignty itself, of course, is not subject to law, for it is the author and source of law. But in our system, while sovereign powers are delegated to the agencies of government, sovereignty itself remains with the people by whom and for whom all government exists and acts. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to His Hardline. This is your place, this is your source to get the word of God learn true history of this nation. This is the place and the source where you get solutions on how to become a free people, to have the right to assemble. One nation under God, one community. The enemy has crossed that line for the last time and we will push him back on their side. Welcome to his hard line. It's time to get our nation back, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get started. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you're at in the world. It is Friday, October 14th, 2022. And if you're joining us here on the other side after the 1% with him, glad to have you here. Otherwise, you can catch us on the other side, on the download side, or you can listen you know, to the repeat. You can find those repeats if you have friends that you, know, um, you want to share this podcast with, but they don't have a Podbean account. And if you don't have a Podbean account, it's free. Sign up. But you can listen to it without having a Podbean account. If you go to www.hishardline.com, you click on the podcast link, and there is a, um, a media player there. It has all the shows since day one. Well, almost day one. My my pod my podcast, you know, Podbean account got messed with and I lost about a, my first week's worth of shows, which I guess is okay because I was just starting. And so I probably sound like garbage. I probably still sound like garbage, you know, as far as the production goes and the content. But hey, you know, it's it's all right. Um, I'm still gonna keep plugging away. <laughs> but um, yeah, so for for people that want to um you know, listen to the show or share it, share the website. Um, that'd be great. Um, you can also, um, I will also share this. I, I feel like I haven't shared this in a minute, 
maybe because we haven't talked really about anything assembly related lately, but that's going to come. Uh, we're going to be talking about some of that here comes Sunday. Um, but www.national-assembly.net. Typically today is a Brandenburg block hour, but as we are approaching the midterms, she is a busy, busy gal. She is traveling all through the Upper Peninsula and Northern Michigan right now, campaigning, getting her name in front of people, shaking hands, meeting, you know, the the fine men and women of Michigan. And um, and so it, it, she's she's got a lot on her plate. And next week, Friday, because of my schedule, um, I won't be able to do a Brandenburg block hour. Now the following Friday I will, but I think what I'm going to try to do is maybe see if I can get her on earlier in the week, even if it's just for 15 minutes, cause she's, she's going to be ramping up now with her busyness and I'm not going to try to take that away from her. She needs to, she needs to focus on the race. Um, that's most important. This podcast is far from important to her. Um, and even probably her own Brandenburg news network. So, um, like I said, we're just going to let her do her thing. She has to focus on what's important because we do have a nation and a state to save first and a nation. Uh, Michigan's going to be very playing a very pivotal role. I really, truly believe that. I mean, but anyway, we'll talk more about that in a different show. But I want to kind of point something out before we get into the uh, topic of pick your poison here on this morning's discussion. Now, in the intro... I like see, I, I used to DJ and I used to also produce music. Now, some might say I produce some solid pieces and some would say, yeah, Jason, what you produce is garbage. And sometimes I'll listen to something that I've produced a couple of years ago and I'll be like, man, that did sound like garbage. What was I thinking? <laughs> but I like to change the intro music like I change underwear. I, I get bored with something after a while. But for some reason, this intro that I've been playing lately, I have not been getting bored of. Why? Well, the very, very beginning, it is, you know, a, a sound piece from a movie. And so far, I haven't gotten any nasty emails from anybody saying, no, you can't play that, which whatever. I don't care if, if I got a nasty email, I would find a way to replicate that and, you know, whatever. But, you know. When you listen to that introduction of the show, I picked that for a reason. Now, the scene of the movie, I'm not going to mention what the movie is, but, you know, I've already mentioned it already. But um, the scene of the movie is a bunch of people walking in line up to the gallows and they're about ready to hang men, women, children, everyone. And that's what you're hearing is the chains, the chains of people walking up to their final demise. And you hear that British soldier saying all rights to assembly are suspended. The right to habeas corpus is suspended. Now, what's we already know what the assembly is. I mean, what if what if we had a tyrannical force that came here, the king, and said all your state assemblies suspended you're not allowed to assemble you're going to hang for it now habeas corpus what does that mean a lot of people don't know what that means habeas corpus is a latin term it's part of law and it is a writ requiring a person under arrest to be brought before a judge or into court especially to secure the person's release unless lawful grounds are shown for their detention so basically, your 
right to have a trial by jury goes out the window. I have that intro for very good reason. It's not for effect. It's to get you people to think, to get new people that come here to think. This is what would happen to our nation if we were ruled by a king or queen or both. This is what would happen if we had a really heavy-handed, tyrannical force that completely just shredded the Constitution and the Declaration of, you know, Independence and, you know, our Articles of Confederation. And it just completely, physically, metaphorically, literally shredded all of our founding documents that gave us the freedom and liberties that we have today. This is what would happen. You'd have no freedom. You'd have no liberty. You would not be able to speak freely. There's a reason why I have that intro. People need to really think about what's going on in this nation, where it could go, but where we will be going once we get our assembly of states, our 38 states. I kind of like what Donald Trump said not too long ago at a recent rally. Hey, this is As far as I'm concerned, if you hate our country, if you're not happy here, you can leave. And that's what I say all the time. That's what I said in a tweet, which I guess some people think is controversial. A lot of people love it, by the way. A lot of people love it. But if you're not happy in the U.S., if you're complaining all the time, very simply, you can leave. You can leave right now. Exactly. Not only can you leave, but we'll even put you on a rowboat and send you eastward bound. Eastbound and down, loaded up and floating. We're going to send these ha American haters across the sea. You got a long way to go and you're going to Britain. Have fun with your tyrannical government. Yeah. We'll ship, we'll ship you across the, the sea to the UK, to Great Britain or whatever, UK, England, or wherever the current takes you, just as long as it's away from our shores. And yeah, you can leave or you could stay here and get involved in your local county assembly. Again, like General Flynn, Michael Flynn says, local action equals national impact. You could be the change. Take accountability for this nation. And so I absolutely love when he says that. If you don't like it, go somewhere else. Absolutely. Go somewhere else or be part of the change here. Because one way or another, we're going to bring this nation back up. And we're going to bring God in the center of the heart of this nation. People of this nation need to turn back to God. Now, here's something else I wanted to play before we get into the topic. Now, there's a... Uh, I've played some of his songs before. Tom McDonald, he's a very scary looking individual with like a thousand tattoos all over his face and body and stuff like that. I don't know about his body, but I know his face and he has dreads. He looks very scary. I mean, like Glenn Beck once said to him when he had him on an interview on his show, he said, you know, Tom, you look like you look scary. You look like a serial killer. And he does. He does look scary. But, you know, like all of us, we all have had a past. 
he says something very profound and interesting. It's called, he, he talks about our generation because he's about my age and I'm in my mid thirties. He talks about our generation versus yours. And when he's talking about yours, he's talking about like the Z generation, like the younger generation, right? Listen to this. My generation got our driver's license at 14, had a job at 16, and moved out at 17. Your generation is still trying to define what a woman is and living in your parents' basement until you're 35. My generation grew up on uncensored everything. Your generation censors everything. My generation shot guns, rode dirt bikes, and went camping for fun. Your generation stares at your phone all day and dances on the internet in your sister's underwear. My generation knew how to make decisions, important ones. Your generation can't even decide which bathroom to use. My generation wants the truth and the facts, no matter how uncomfortable they are. Your generation is so offended that the truth and the facts don't support whatever outlandish bull is floating around in your imagination that you've started labeling everything that you don't agree with as misinformation. My generation has two genders. Your generation has 89,347 and counting. My generation judges people on whether or not they're an asshole. Your generation judges people on race, weight, religion, sex, gender, financial standing, something that they tweeted 20 years ago in grade eight when they were drunk for the first time. Your generation cancels everything you don't agree with. My generation doesn't give a about the things we don't agree with. Beat it, loser. My generation fights for the right to party. Your generation doesn't fight, doesn't like having rights, and doesn't like to party. What the is wrong with you guys? My generation, is gonna be able to handle the new music video that I'm dropping on Friday. Your generation is gonna have a fucking meltdown. <laughs> I'm sorry. I If you're not a fan of rap, that's fine. I, I've stepped away from listening to rap music myself because I started realizing just exactly how satanic, well, the majority of music, not just rap, but the majority of music really is. But let me tell you something. Tom McDonald is a not only an American loving patriot who who came down here from Canada, by the way. I think he lives out in California. But and yeah, he has a past. He has a checkered past. He is a broken man, like we all are broken. But let me tell you about this man. He's 34 years old. He's only a couple years younger than me. A year and a half-ish, right around there. But anyway, he is one who is spitting out the truth. He is talking about America in a glorified way. He's talking about God in a glorified way. He talks about his past and his you know previous alcoholism and his pill popping addictions and and everything. I mean, you want to? I think this man is a very commendable young man. Um, I say young man again. He's pretty much my age, but he's not afraid to step out of the status quo and put out the solid truth. He's not afraid of offending people with the truth because in his words, he just doesn't give a, you know what? Bleep. I liked what he said there because that is the younger generation. I mean, they got like 8,000 genders. They don't party. Like I thought about this. Like I, I talked to a lot of people who in their younger, uh, younger years, and I, like, as I talk to people, you know, young kids, you know, young kids, like, you know, girls and boys that are, you know, their low twenties, which I call them kids, you know, some of them still don't have a driver's license. I'm like, what? Oh, I like to Uber. Lyft. Huh? Don't you want your independence to drive? Oh, no, no, that's uh, no. 
Huh? You guys don't party? And I'm not saying partying is the greatest thing in the world, but, you know, you never partied back in your day? Oh, no, no, no. It's too scary. Hmm, okay. Don't read your Bible. What? What's that? Never heard of Jesus Christ? Who's that? Jesus? I'm reading on the paper. Isn't that Jesus? Is he Mexican? No. Not Jesus. I mean, it, it is, but... Jesus? You never heard of him? No. Hmm. Younger generation. Uh, certain aspects of it. Not all of them. Because there's actually some, you know, like every generation. Every generation's got some boneheads. Millennial generation has a lot of boneheads. In fact, the millennials, I hate to say it because I, you know, I'm part of the millennials. Unfortunately, I'm on the almost the outer fringe of it, but technically still a millennial. Sadly to say, and I'm not proud to say that, but even our millennials, I think millennials are the biggest boneheads too. Every generation's got a generation X, generation Y, baby boomers. I mean, we, they all got boneheads. But I liked what Tom McDonald said. He is dropping a lot of truth bombs. R Rita, you're absolutely right. Very, very, um, just very powerful influencer. Now, let's get into the topic now. So one other thing, actually, before we get deep in the topic, I do want to play this as we're approaching Halloween, because I feel like this is very important. Now, this was something that also was circulating around some of the Catholic pages on Facebook, and people were throwing a big stink about it. Now, listen to this. I mean, it just we'll get into this because it kind of leads into the pick your poison thing. The effects of exposing your children to Halloween may have more severe ramifications than you think. A former Satanist, John Ramirez, said that when you dress up even as an angel or a mermaid for Halloween, you give the devil the legal rights to change your identity. You know, a lot of these candies that you, you give your kids and you buy in the store in Halloween, they are prayed for. These candies are prayed for over de demonic people have prayed over these candies. They know what they're doing. Stop putting dress in your door into demonic activities in your door. That's a door that you're telling the devil, you have right to come into my house, to own my kids, to own my wife, to own my husband, to own my finances, to own my ministry, to own my purpose, to own my destiny. I give it to you. That's what you're telling the devil. I'm giving you permission to come into my house because I already marked my door. Okay, because I knew when I was in Halloween, when I was in witchcraft for 25 years, and the reason I go back to the 25 year situation is because there was different levels how we celebrated Halloween. There was different levels how we put witchcraft on people's doors, depending how they how they dressed the door up. You know, when you put pumpkins, you carve out pumpkins and stuff like that. First of all, pumpkin belongs is a symbol of a demon called Ochu in the Santeria. When you carve the pumpkin, when you put the pumpkin at the door, you're inviting the principality to come into your house and ruin your marriage. And first of all, Ochun is, Ochun is a demon that hates marriage. So Halloween originated as a pagan holiday which honored the dead, promoted spiritualism. You may be thinking, but what if I ignore the evil elements of Halloween and just dress up as an angel to go out and get candy? You're still participating in a holiday that honors the dead, promotes unbiblical concepts, and you are surrounded by people dressed up as witches and demons. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 11 says, And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. So it's better just to avoid celebrating Halloween. What is Marcus Rogers' stance on Halloween? In an interview with John Ramirez, Marcus Rogers says that Halloween is dangerous 
and that Christians should avoid it. Why play around, play around with things of darkness? People dressing up as demons, devils, that's nothing for a Christian to partake in. And we don't say that to be mean, we don't say that to be harsh, but the Bible says, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. So you gotta get that knowledge, yes sir. There are 25 year devil worshiping, right? Yes sir. I never, you never, I was a devil worshiper, hammering devil worship, marks here, marks in my back and everything. I never, 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 you hear sickness, say I can't wait for Good Friday to go mm. to church and celebrate Jesus. Wow. Wow. Never, you would have, if I would have crossed the line and would have went to church on a Good Friday, Resurrection Sunday, the devil would have killed me because I disrespected him. Because we never, you never see a sickness person saying, I can't wait to Good Friday so I can celebrate you. But you wait for October 31st Ooh. to celebrate Ooh. the devil. You see that? And one of the big things that he said that I want you to think about, legal access. Yeah. Mm -hmm. When Adam ate the fruit, that gave the enemy legal access. Sometimes it's your decision. The effects of... Ex yeah. The so effects of... Ex that's the... Those are the evil principalities of this world that we really have to be aware of. Now, I like what Rita was saying. She was saying, she goes, suggestion, have gospel tracts to give out to kids. Take what is meant for evil and make it for his glory. I absolutely agree with that. But the thing I think, I think what I, so the thing that I struggle with, well, because here's the thing. So my wife, she loves Halloween. Loved, loved, past tense. Let me correct myself. Loved halloween she loved carving pumpkins all that stuff and i've never cared for it much be and this is even before i kind of really grew my relationship closer in christ because as i went in some of these you know these halloween spirit stores i'm not a big scaredy cat but i will say there is something that i just did not bode well with me when i'd walk past the halloween stores and inside halloween stores and halloween aisles and see all the crazy demonic looking nastiness that 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 is made for the production called halloween i never liked it it never boded well with my spirit and so i just never cared for it. well now that my wife is starting to kind of awakened as well like a lot of people we won't celebrate halloween we won't be passing out candy we will have our lights turned off yes now i understand why those houses exist I understand why those homes exist that have their lights turned off. They got it. Either that or they just did not want to be bothered, right? There's that too. But I'm not going to participate in an, in, a, in, a, in an evil holiday seeing a bunch of children. And I love kids, but it, it'll break my heart to see them dressed up like little demons. And I know not all of them are like that. Some of them dress like doctors. Some of them dress like mermaids and princesses and yada, yada, yada. I get all that. But the devil is very good at trying to bind us in contracts. I mean, really, they were, it operates in a legalese world. By doing certain things, taking a bite out of that forbidden fruit from the garden. That was a form of a contract. Dressing up in a different identity, dressing up like demons and whatever, Frankenstein or a vampire or whatever. You're changing your identity and apparently according to the Satanist, now I don't know because I don't know the rules and regulations and all the other crap that's in their religion of Satanism, but apparently this guy says that you're giving access to allow Satan to change your identity. That's pretty scary if that's true. And, it, you know, quite frankly, it wouldn't surprise me if it's true. 
And so, yeah, that's why I just, and that, there seems to be a lot of scuttlebutt going around on, like I said, a lot of these pages on Facebook, and especially among the Christian community about this video, about how evil Halloween is. And people are getting all bent out of shape. Like, well, how, you know, are you basically saying I'm not Christian because I partake in, 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 in Halloween? Well, I mean, the Bible, like you said, that like we heard in that Bible verse, for my people will be destroyed for lack of knowledge. If we don't open up our Bible and really read what's within those scriptures, we will have no idea exactly the traps and snares that Satan's going to lay out for us. I mean, point blank. We need to be aware. Ignorance is bliss, yes, but ignorance will also kill us and damn us to hell. So now it kind of drops into this next conversation. Pick your poison. Everything we use in, in, in America today, you could bet your bottom dollars either, you know, poisoned or has some sort of genetically modified, or, you know, GMOs in there, right? A lot of stuff that we consume here in this nation, Europe bans it. Now you got to ask yourself, why would Europe ban a lot of the stuff like Skittles and certain Twinkies and whatever? Why would they ban some of these products? In fact, a lot of products that we use over here and consume overseas. You have to ask yourself, what are they putting in our in our food and in our deodorants and in the tampons that women use and in the baby wipes we use to clean our children and, and so on and so forth? What are they putting out there? You know, the newest thing I've been seeing in the gas stations as I deliver, because I'm, a, again, those of you that are new to the show, I'm a fuel delivery guy. I, I haul gas. I drive a big 130,000-pound semi with a lot of wheels on it, more than 18, and I go and deliver gas. And so I'm in and out of these gas stations. Well, the number one thing I've been seeing on a lot of end caps that are being sold is Takis. You know, stupid little chips, Takis. I've picked one bag up one time out of curiosity, and I looked at it, and it was dyed in blue. I was like, what the crap is this garbage? But yet, they're all the rage with the kids. They love them. They love them. Takis. I like to know what even Taki stands for. Let's listen to this this piece on Takis and how dangerous it is from this one mom who bought it for her son and his friends. Okay, so I feel like the shittiest step parent on the planet right now. I basically just bought my teenage stepson poison. Let me explain. So he loves these things. All right, these Takis. Loves them. Asked me if I would grab him some for him and his friends at the store today. So I do. Get curious when I get home about the ingredients in these things because I don't typically buy this kind of stuff. I'm going to read you the first five additives in Takis. These are the ones that are labeled hazardous. Okay, hazardous. Tartazine. It is a food coloring. It causes hyperactivity. Um, neurotoxicity can cause learning and memory problems and cancer. The second is sunset yellow. Um, hyperactivity, it alters the function of certain immune cells affecting the immune system. TBHQ is a mutagenic, you guys, a freaking mutagenic. And what that means is it's capable of altering the structure of genetic material. So it's been shown to cause cancer in the stomach and thyroid glands of lab rats which should our food be half i mean 
if it's real food, it wouldn't have to be tested on lab rats, right? And uh, also, you know, can cause um, damage to your kidney tissue and liver tissue because who the hell needs a freaking liver and kidneys, right? This is not food. The last and final is monosodium glutamate. This is my favorite. This is amazing. So this one actually um, causes nausea, migraines, hot flashes, skin flushing, along with weight gain, obesity, diabetes, you know, all the, the basic stuff that the shit food that we're buying now does. But this one is also believed to play a role in the neurodegenerative and autoimmune disorders. This is not food. This is not freaking food. This is straight poison. This is killing people. This is a big deal, you guys. It's not, I mean, you wouldn't feed your kid like weed killer, right? We wouldn't buy paint thinner and pour it in a bowl for our kids. But this is basically what we're doing. We are buying stuff that they are posing as food, and it is freaking poison. I will never buy this shit again, ever. Sorry for the bad words. I forgot she dropped a couple S words in there, but, but she's right. We are poisoning ourselves unwillingly. Now, when I say we, to a small degree, yes, that includes me. Cause yes, I'm going to admit I went to the store yesterday and I went and I bought a cinnamon roll at the request of my wife. She wanted four cinnamon rolls from, from Meyer. I said, you sure? I'm like, we're doing so well. We've been losing weight. We've been doing good. This is your first one and only accountability warning. She goes, no, I want something sweet to go with my, my, my French press coffee. I'm like, okay. So I went and I got some. I was like, you know, I'll grab an extra one for me. And yeah, I ate it. It was good. And I tell you what, you know what? I felt like garbage afterwards. Ugh. I felt like garbage. Because I had been detoxing myself. I've been staying away from the carbs and the, and the pastas and the breads and stuff like that. Now, granted, oh, yeah, I loved it in the moment. But boy, hour later, mm -mm, that sucked. We are not supposed to eat stuff that's produced in a factory with a bunch of chemicals in it. We're not supposed to eat a lot of stuff. In fact, I say a lot of stuff. We're not. Here's the thing. Unless it came directly off the animal, right, and not processed and added, you know, a bunch of stuff in there like nitrates and nitrites and 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 God knows whatever else. If if it doesn't if it doesn't come from, you know, the farm, if you will, and it has to be produced with other synthetic uh, ingredients, it's more than likely probably not good for you. I mean, and what sucks is even some of the produce that we buy, fruits and veggies and stuff like that at the store, we have to be kind of aware, not kind of, we absolutely have to be aware that a lot of that stuff too, unless it's truly organic or you're growing it yourself, a lot of it's GMO, you know, GMO modified. A lot of the true nutrients that's meant to, you know, give us nourishment in, in, in the vitamins that our body needs could be possibly watered down and, and, you know, not give us the full amount that our body needs, you know, from its natural source. 
You know, let me share a little quick story before we go into like the titanium dioxide part of it. A couple few years ago, uh, before COVID hit and that whole scamdemic, um, I was I was overweight. I was about 265 pounds and I went on the keto diet and I started watching my macros and I, long story short, got down to about 214, 213, right around there. <clears throat> Excuse me. Lost my, my weight, lost my gut, you know, that, that, um, um, visceral fat. I mean, I had a pooch on me. I mean, it was very, ugh. I had a dad bod for sure. Well, when I went to go get my physical, my annual physical, my doctor, you know, I had my blood work done. He was like, your cholesterol is quite high. And if it doesn't get lower, we're going to have to eventually put you on some medication if you don't get this under control naturally. I said, okay. Well, then in the, since that appointment to, following to the next appointment a year later, I had discovered keto by listening to this one guy named Kevin Rutherford on Sirius XM, who, by the way, banned him because, you know, he was talking truth and they didn't like that. So anyway, that's a different story, a different show. But I learned about the ketogenic diet. So I started doing my research and I started buying books like Grain Brain, Eat um, Grain Brain. Uh, there's another one called Eat the Yolks, uh, Wheat Belly. There's another book I found called Lies. Uh, I Forgive me. I might get this title wrong. Either Lies Your Doctor Tells You or Lies My Doctor Tells You. I think it's Lies Your Doctor Tells You. Um, there's another one I bought called Effortless Healing. And so the following year, so I did the keto thing and, and believe it or not, I actually was doing really good. You know, what screwed me is when the COVID scamdemic happened because then we were all locked in our house and we were bored off our mind. And yeah, I use it as an excuse and it's not a good excuse, but yeah, you damn right. I drank a lot and I ate a lot of junk food and I gained that weight back. Absolutely. I did. Absolutely. And so, um, and, but now I'm back going down again, got it under control. I lost a couple belt loops, soon to be three belt loops, which is good and losing my gut. That's cool. Um, but, but here's the thing. I went back to my doctor the following year and he asked me, he was like, holy crap. He goes, your cholesterol is back down to normal levels again. He goes, what did you do? I said, well, doc, uh, I said, if I told you what I did, you're going to look at me and scoff at me because it's something that a lot of doctors don't believe in. And he goes, and I told him, I said, I could say that confidently because I have two ER doctors in my, you know, on my wife's side of the family. He goes, well, I'm really curious. What'd you do? I said, okay, one word, keto. And he kind of looked at me like, uh, he goes, you know, that's dangerous. I'm like, is it? I said, now to have your body in a state of ketosis for a very long time, yes, that can be dangerous, which is why you got to break your ketosis, you know, at least once a week, like you got to fall in and out of ketosis. Now, if you constantly keep your body in a level of ketosis, that can be dangerous. Yes. And I've done my research on that. I said, however, now a little sidebar, I don't do keto. Now I just, I do what's called the hunter gatherer you know, lifestyle, like, you know, the paleo that basically real food. Okay. Let, I guess let's call it for what it is. I do the real food diet. I keep, I try with the exception of yesterday when I ate that cinnamon bun, forgive me, father, for I have sinned with food. Um, <laughs> but I just eat real food, chicken breast, you know, chicken thighs, salad with olive oil and a little vinegar, right? Not that, you know, thousand island smothered all over you know yes i will eat some steak i try to avoid 
processed meat, except bacon. I will say that. I will not avoid bacon. Absolutely not. That's food blasphemy. I will not take that out of my diet. But back to the doctor, though, speaking of bacon. So I told him, I said, I do keto. He says, well, he goes, I'm just impressed. He goes, so what do do you eat? He said, where do you eat? I said, well, you're going to have a heart attack when I tell you. He goes, well, I'm, I'm intrigued. Please share. I'm like, okay. I said, I eat a lot of eggs and bacon. Eggs and bacon? I said, oh, yeah. Three, four times a week. Well, how much bacon do you consume? And uh, and Rita was saying there is nitrate and nitrite-free bacon. Yeah, and that's the stuff that I buy. I buy like as natural as possible, which, again, sounds kind of weird, but um, I make sure all that crap. I try to buy uncured bacon, too. Um, but anyway, so he asked me, well, how much bacon do you eat? I said, again, doctor, I'm like, if I tell you, you're going to have a heart attack and it's going to go, it's going to go against everything you've been taught in medical school because everything you've been taught in medical school, I can tell you confidently, I know how much schooling you got on diet. How do I know this? Again, we have two ER doctors in our family. And I told him, I said, I know when you go to your medical school, you only get roughly 34 or 36 hours. I know it's under 40. You get under 40 hours of schooling regarding diet and nutrition. And of the 10 plus years of school that you do, that's all you get is 40 hours on diet and nutrition. Now, from all the books that I've read from actual MDs who studied this and have tested a lot of these, theories and stuff like that. And 95% of what we can cure in our body all stems from a proper diet, eating real food and staying away from the processed garbage and sugar. And he kind of looked at me, he goes, so again, how much bacon do you eat? And I said, about a pound when I eat it, a pound a day, because I like meat. I like protein. I'm a protein eater. I'm a meat eater. And his eyes bulged out. He goes, you eat a pound every time you eat your eggs? I said, yeah. How is your cholesterol back at normal levels? I said, doctor, I said, I'm telling you, maybe you should educate yourself beyond the institutions that you learned from. And here I am. I'm just a truck driver, probably half his age. And then he started asking questions. What books do you read? And I labeled, I I listed, I wrote them down for him. And then when I got to the first, the, the first book, I said, and here's one for you, Lies Your Doctor Tells You. And he kind of looked at me sideways. I said, look, Doc, I said, I know you're not trying to be deceptive to me. It's all of how you've been taught. And you've been taught wrong. You've been given a hammer and a Phillips head screwdriver, basically, symbolically, in medical school. And you're like, here you go. Go heal the world. You can't heal the world You can't build a house with a hammer and a Phillips head screwdriver. There's much more that goes into it. And he started asking questions. Well, what books do you read? So I labeled, I gave him the list of books. I said, on top of that, doc, I said, I don't just eat eggs and bacon, by the way. I mean, I eat real food. I said, but I stay away from carbs and sugar and the crap that, you know, I said, I trained my body to get to becoming fat adaptive. I said, but here's something else. I also ferment my own vegetables. 
He goes, well, what do you, what do you, what do you mean? Like, what's that do? I said, I ferment my own vegetables. He goes, well, what's that do? I said, well, when you ferment vegetables using either pink Himalayan salt or sea salt and, you know, distilled water, I think it's like one or two, two or three tablespoons of salt to like one quart of water is like, I think the ratio, if I recall correctly. And, and then, so you can ferment your vegetables. And then what, what that does is it creates and grows natural um, probiotics and the natural probiotics helps your gut flora. And I said, and my digestion has never been better. He was like, how do you do that? So I started, I started, <laughs> so I started writing this down for him. He goes, wow. Like his, I think his reality shattered back then when I told him this. I think it really shattered when I told him how much bacon and eggs, because we've always been told bacon raises your cholesterol. Eggs raises your cholesterol. You're not supposed to drink real milk. You're not supposed to do this. Eat margarine. Margarine's good for you, but don't eat real butter. No, fat is good for us. Now, I know I'm kind of veering off topic here because this is about picking your poison, but I'm making a point. These experts out here, don't believe them. I hate the term experts. Here's the thing. Now, back with titanium dioxide, my wife is the one that actually started kind of looking into this and how bad it is. This is one of the reasons my wife has started to go down a huge rabbit hole on this. And we've been converting slowly our household away from all these bad chemicals, Windex, certain laundry detergents and dish detergents and deodorants and different things that have fragrances. We're starting to filter all this crap out and she's making homemade everything using essential oils and basic clean ingredients that does not have titanium dioxide. Did you know titanium dioxide is in everything? Well, first off, I guess, what is titanium dioxide? Let's, let's look at that for a second. So it's basically... It, it's so the, you, titanium dioxide, they use it for many purposes. They use it in food and product development. And so, <clears throat> excuse me, they use it in food preservation. It's a coloring. It's a chemical compound. They use it for like powdered donuts, white powdered donuts. And so titanium dioxide, also known as like titanium oxide, or titania, it's an inorganic compound with a chemical formula, TiO2. And when used as a pigment, it's called titanium white or pigment white six or CI. You'll see the code CI77891. It is a white water insoluble solid. And although mineral forms can appear black though, now, as a pigment, it has a wide range of applications, including paint, sunscreen, and food coloring. That's the other thing. People think you get cancer from the sun. No, you don't. You get cancer from all the crap sunscreen you put on your body. If you look at a lot of men who work construction, they're some of the tannest individuals you'll ever see. Why? They don't use sunscreen. Do you see them dying from skin cancer and melanoma? Nope, none that I know, and I know quite a few of them. But yet we're led to believe that the sun and vitamin D is bad for us. Now, did you know, if you go to, the, if you go to your conventional doctor, right, you go to your normal doctor, right, from the system, 
you go to the systems doctor that you go to, right? The one that likes to push pills. And not all doctors are like this. Let me let me just be clear. I'm not demonizing all doctors. There are good doctors who really want to uphold their Hippocratic Oath. So I do want to say that. But did you know And I just, I completely had a, a brain, a brain fart now. My goodness. What was I going to say? Oh, vitamin D. If you ask for a blood panel to know what your vitamin D levels are, did you know that they'll, they'll give you an argument? Most of them be like, well, you know, that's kind of a waste of a blood panel. Um, that's not really relevant. This and that your vitamin D levels are so vital. If you, if your vitamin D levels are lower than what they should be, did you know that men and women actually have a hard time losing weight? If you don't have a certain level of vitamin D in your body. Like doctors will actually throw objections to testing your vitamin D levels. This is why when you go to a chiropractor, they will test your vitamin D. There's a reason for that. There is reason why chiropractors test your vitamin D. But again, we're led to believe that the sun is bad for you. The sun is your poison. But come eat our Twinkies, Hostess, Skittles, Oreos, and our really crappy processed lunch meats. Eat these hot dogs. Put this awesome soy sauce all over your chicken and rice. It's good for you. Use this ketchup. Mmm, yummy. I love me some red 40. But yeah, titanium dioxide is used in everything just about that we use. Now, the world production in 2014 exceeded 9 million tons. And it has been estimated that the titanium dioxide is used in two-thirds of all pigments and pigment-based uh, pigments based on oxide have been valued at around $13.2 billion. So there's big money in it. Now, as far as health and safety, now listen to this. Now, this is interesting. Now, Wikipedia is crap in my opinion, but I, I had to see what Wikipedia had to say on the subject. Now, as far as health and safety, it says, as of 2016, titanium dioxide has regarded as completely non-toxic. That's garbage. Anything that's a that's not growing out of the ground or comes directly from an animal provided to us by God is poison for the body. Sorry, not going to make any concessions on that. But it is a widely occurring mineral and even gemstones are composed of titanium oxide. Okay, that's fine and dandy and all. doesn't mean like so is mercury, but we're not going to ingest mercury. I mean, unless you're getting vaccines, you are. But all natural titanium comprising more of 0.5% of the Earth's crust exists as oxides, although no evidence points to acute toxicity. Recurring concerns have been expressed about a nanophase forms of these materials. And studies of workers with high exposure to titanium dioxide particles indicate that even at high exposure that there is no adverse effect to human health. The European Union removed the authorization to use titanium dioxide E171 in foods effective 7 February of 2022 with a six-month grace period. Now keep in mind, this came from Wikipedia. 
Wikipedia sucks. And whoever typed this up, because anybody can edit this, they spell authorization wrong. <laughs> they spelled authorization wrong. They spell an authorization with an S, not a Z. And there's so many videos out there of people trying to claim that titanium dioxide is not bad for you. Well, let's see what Dr. Cece has to say on the subject. Hey y'all, Dr. Cece here. This is a PSA to urge the FDA to review the safety of a common food additive, titanium dioxide. Common foods with titanium dioxide include candy, pastries, gum, even toothpaste. On May 6th, an expert scientific panel created by the European Food Safety Authority stated, taking into account all available scientific studies and data, the panel concluded that titanium dioxide can no longer be considered safe as a food additive. A critical element in reaching this conclusion is that we could not exclude genotoxicity concerns after consumption of titanium dioxide particles. A food additive that could damage our DNA or our children's DNA should not be on our shelves, but outdated laws exist that state that the FDA does not have to regulate the safety of these food additives, even when new science emerges saying that it could be unsafe. Rather, they allow food and chemical industries to tell us what is safe. The mm-hmm. That was from a doctor. That was from a doctor. There's definitely no need to eat titanium dioxide. It's commonly added to foods like Skittles, those Oreo cereal things that I showed. But let me show you some studies. You are right. There are no long-term human trials on titanium dioxide yet. But look at all these studies. Would you really want to eat this? Scientists right now are trying to figure out the effects of titanium dioxide on our health. And I think what's going to happen in five to ten years is they're going to realize that it's something that's really bad for you. Here we see a study referencing how France is banded and that there needs to be more research done. And they can say how E171 aka titanium dioxide deeply penetrated cells lining the stomach tissues of rats. So what do you think is next? Human studies maybe? Here we see titanium dioxide nanoparticles induce strong oxidative stress and mitochondrial damage. Okay, so I don't know. I mean, if you want to eat foods with titanium dioxide, it's up to you. I choose not to. But um, yeah, if you think it's good, then eat it. Free country. Here's the thing. Titanium dioxide can affect your, affect you when it's inhaled. I mean, anything really can affect you when it's inhaled. I mean, even, you know, uh, powdered sugar, right? Because it's an irritant. But titanium dioxide should, you know, it, it is handled as a carcinogen. And it is and should be handled with extreme caution. It can obviously irritate the lungs and cause bronchitis and, you know, develop a cough and phlegm and basically create a shortness of breath. You know, here's some of the health hazard information that I found. Now, some of the acute health effects. Now, the following acute or short-term health effects may occur immediately or shortly after exposure to titanium dioxide. You know, obviously, it can irritate the eyes, nose, and throat. Now, some of the chronic health effects would be, um, you know, can actually last months or years. Now, there has been, again, there's no long-term human studies yet that explain or show the long-term effects of titanium dioxide. But titanium dioxide has been seen as causing a lot of cancer and affecting the reproductive organs in, in women particularly. It causes major reproduction damage. And so according to the information presently available to the New Jersey Department of Health, 
titanium dioxide has been tested for its ability to affect reproduction. And OSHA's per, you know, personal protective standard requires employees to determine that the appropriate personal protective equipment or the PPE for each hazard and to train employees on how and when to use protective equipment when handling this. Now, it does say, you know, avoid skin contact with titanium dioxide. Wear PPE made from material that cannot be permeated or degraded by the substance. Yes, you have to wear gloves when handling titanium dioxide. If you have to use PPE to handle something, do you really think we should eat it? I mean, really, do you think we really should be eating it? And titanium dioxide, again, works as a UV filtering ingredient in sunscreen. Again, why do you think skin cancer goes up? It's not from the sun. It's from sunscreen, folks. And tampons, every woman in America, for the most part, most women, I should say, uses tampons, even organic ones. Let's see what they say about organic tampons. Okay, I have been seeing everyone talking about the organic tampons, and I have them in my house, so let's see it. Right there, titanium dioxide. Are you shitting me? I started using this brand a year ago, like to the day, and um, I started using it because I was like, oh, organic, I need to be putting, you know, better things in my body, especially my uterus. I have been suffering crazy weird menstrual symptoms for an entire year. They have no idea what's going on with me. Keep telling me I'm normal. I've had ultrasounds. I have to get a laparoscopy to see if I have endometriosis. My period is late from three to nine days every single month. Extremely heavy, bad bloating, cramps, brain fog. And it'll also last anywhere from like five to nine days too. Not normal for me. Well, <laughs> my tampons, my organic tampons have titanium dioxide in it. Wow. Yeah, just because it's labeled organic, I mean, it like like Wikipedia says, yes, titanium dioxide does occur in a natural form in the earth. But again, so does mercury. Does that mean we're going to consume that in our body? I mean, quartz crystal rocks come from the earth. Are you going to eat a rock? Lava comes from the earth. Are you going to drink a hot bowl of lava if you can even contain it without it melting? No, that's silly. Are you going to eat a handful of sand? This is not good for you, folks. Titanium dioxide is not good for you. There's been an uproar lately about tampons, specifically... This tampon right here, more specifically, this one ingredient, titanium dioxide, and how it's really bad for reproductive health and excessive bleeding that it can cause. Well, ladies, it's not just in this brand, it's pretty much in everything. Pick up this one right here, look at the ingredients. Titanium dioxide, also PEG 100. PEGs are petroleum-based preservatives. You don't want PEGs in foods or skincare, let alone something that's gonna go up inside your body. Why is titanium dioxide in tampons? Well. It's purely to make it color enhanced or white. 
Why do we care if it's white? It's going where the sun doesn't shine. It's also banned in almost every country except for here. It's also a derivative of paint. It's downright nasty. It shouldn't be in there. It shouldn't be in your pads either. Look for something that doesn't have titanium dioxide like 7th Generation is great or these brands right here. Jason, why are you talking about titanium dioxide? Well, because let me tell you, it's in everything we use. Baby wipes, cosmetics, food preservation, packaging. In Europe, the, e, the European Food Safety Authority concluded that titanium dioxide should not be considered safe as a food additive due to uncertainties about possible inflammation and neurotoxicity. But yet the FDA here in America says it's okay. They, they, they generally recognize it as safe, while many other organizations have issued warnings. Do you really think, folks, the FDA is your friend? Come on. They're the ones trying to pass these COVID shots as being safe and effective. Listen, sidebar, a friend of mine that I worked with, his wife's father, young man, you know, younger guy, he wasn't in his, he wasn't old died suddenly of a heart attack and it was unexpected he was a healthy individual healthy got the shot the fda is not your friend think about the fda okay what's what's what is the fda it's an acronym the food and drug administration why are food and drugs have to be part of the same administration. Why can't you just have the, the FA and the DA, right? The Drug Administration and the Food Administration. Why does that have to be the Food and Drug Administration? That's why it always cracked me up when you got ATF, the alcohol, tobacco, and firearms. Like, why is that a, why is that a law enforcement, the ATF? You know, the alcohol, tobacco. Okay, I could see alcohol and tobacco because they're substances. But you throw in firearms with that too. I just, it cracks me up. But the thing is this. The FDA says it's safe while other organizations around the world say it's unsafe. Why? They want us sick and poisoned over here. Listen, hospitals make big money off sick people. If hospitals gave the advice that I shared with my doctor about eating real food and how eating real food can actually cure up to 90 to 95% of all ailments that most people deal with, they would be out of business and they'd have no clients, they'd have no patients, they'd make no money off of pushing pills from the big pharma companies, therefore they couldn't drive their big expensive $180,000 Mercedes and pay for their, you know, 1.1 million dollar home on the lake. They wouldn't be able to supply the jewelry for their mistress that they're having on the side. All that goes out the window when people are healthy. Let's look at something else real quick. I'm, I just want to, I want to, I want to, I'm on the Noah Webster's 1828 dictionary. Pharmaceutic. Let's see what pharmaceutical stat says in the Noah Webster's 1828 dictionary. You ready for this? You ready for this? Pharmaceutical, it's an adjective. To practice witchcraft or use medicine 
poison or medicine pertaining to the knowledge or art of pharmacy or to the art of preparing medicines. What does it say in the first couple of words there? To practice witchcraft or use medicine. Yes, I know it says or, but it's interesting how the first one says to practice witchcraft. Pharmacia, a.k.a. sorcery. Yes, it is in the Bible. Rita is absolutely right. It is biblical. Mm Mm-hmm. People... If you aren't already opening up your Bibles, please open up your Bibles, read it, become intimate with Christ, seek out the heart of Christ, invite Christ in your heart. I'm telling you, you're going to be in the, I mean, what, here's the thing, what, what do you have to lose by following Christ? Like what harm would that do? Even if you're an atheist, what do you have to lose? If you're right and there is no God, you've lost nothing. If you're wrong, you have everything to gain by at least making the attempt to have faith in Christ, in God. What do you have to lose? You have nothing but everything to gain by going toward God in Christ. tell you. Yeah. The Scientific Committee on Consumer Safety warns against sprayable products and powders that may expose users' lungs to titanium dioxide through inhalation. Now, the International Agency for Research on Cancer had listed titanium dioxide as a Group 2B carcinogen, an agent that may be carcinogenic but lacks sufficient animal and human research. I wonder why. Maybe because they don't want you to see the actual adverse effects on titanium dioxide. Yeah, we don't need to test it on animals, but we'll just put it in everybody, you know, everybody's food. This classification was given as some animal studies found that inhaling titanium dioxide dust might cause the development of lung tumors. However... However, the International Agency of Research on Cancer concluded that food products containing this additive do not pose the risk. Well, I don't know if I would agree with that. But again, we have to watch. We have to watch. I mean, if it's not a veggie or a fruit or a meat that came directly from the cow or the chicken or whatever, fish. We shouldn't really be eating it. Read your labels. Yeah. Like Ron said, raccoon six, read your labels. I can't tell you how much reading I do now. My grocery shopping no longer takes like 30 minutes. Like it sometimes will go an hour because if I'm getting something I typically don't get, I'm, I'm reading the labels because I don't want to eat this garbage anymore. It hurts. And when I do eat something that's garbage, I'm flushing it out right away. Not, not because I'm eating, you know, I'm, I'm, ingesting something but because my body is like i've been detoxing myself and i've been feeling better i've been getting more energy not feeling as tired and if i eat something garbage it like my body pushes it out 
and I feel like crap until it's completely out. Pick your poison, ladies and gentlemen. Or go with the real food that God has intended for you to eat and consume. Read your labels. Start detoxing your body of these nanoparticles and these nanometals that's in there. At very minimum, fragrances are still really bad, but at least if you're going to get a deodorant, get a deodorant that has no metals in it, no aluminum in it. Now, the fragrances, that's a whole different thing in itself. That's still bad for you, too. Like I said, my wife just switched to a different deodorant. It's like a crystal type of thing made out of salt and something else, but you have to get it wet in order to apply it. It has no scent. It's completely natural. I think there's like three ingredients. And she asked me, can you smell me? Because I want to make sure I don't have any BO. And I said, okay, kind of weird request, but I get it. I gave her the sniff test. And quite frankly, she didn't smell bad. Smell, she smelled neutral. She didn't smell bad. She didn't smell good. She smelled neutral. And here's something I didn't know. She went down this rabbit hole. If you start detoxing your body of all the chemicals and stop using deodorants, you know, bad deodorants and laundry detergents, and you, you truly make your own stuff and use essential oils that aren't bad for you. So you have the good fragrance that's natural, not all the synthetic crap. Did you know your body, and I didn't know this, your body actually has a natural good aroma, not bad like B.O. Like our bodies actually do, can give off a good natural aroma. See, I've always wondered this back in like Jesus's times, or if you lived out in the desert, well, some people go sometimes without like three, four days of without showers or like Indian tribes, right? Like the Aborigines, like they probably obviously don't shower. They probably go in lakes and stuff, right? Or whatever. But I always wondered, I'm like, how do these ancient tribes reproduce? Because don't they stink if they're not in a shower after like months at a time? No deodorant, nasty pit juice and funky toe jam. Like, don't they stink? Like, how do they reproduce? How are they not extinct? But it makes sense. If they're not exposed to all the crap that poisons our body and, and toxifies us, They shouldn't really stink. I mean, they ain't going to smell good like they came out of, you know, a salon or something or whatever, right? But, you know, they're going to just smell natural. I guess it's no different than a dog, right? Like a dog can eventually smell bad because, you know, they got fur, right? And, you know, they smell like outside, especially if they come in from the rain. You know, oh, you smell like wet dog. But. You know, by and large, though, it's, it's you know, the stuff that they put in our cosmetics and our food and sunscreen and everything like that. We're not supposed to eat any of this. We're not supposed to have any of this in us. Titanium dioxide and a lot of toothpaste. Again, it's a food coloring. <sighs> know your stuff, folks. Read and research. That's all I'm going to say. Read and research, read and research, read and research. The world is not what we think it is. Yeah, we could go on for days on this topic. That's why I got to shut up. Anyway, that's all I got on that subject. And with that being said, I say we do the warrior's prayer. 
Heavenly Father, your warrior prepares for battle. Today I claim victory over Satan by putting on the whole armor of God. I put on the girdle of truth, may I stand firm in the truth of your word, so I will not be a victim of Satan's lies. I put on the breastplate of righteousness, may it guard my heart from evil, so I will remain pure and holy, protected under the blood of Jesus Christ. I put on the shoes of peace, may I stand firm in the good news of the gospel, so your peace will shine through me and be a light to all I encounter. I take the shield of faith, may I be ready for Satan's fiery darts of doubt, denial, deceit, so I will not be vulnerable to the spiritual defeat. I put on the helmet of salvation. May I keep my mind focused on you, so Satan will not have a stronghold on my thoughts. I take the sword of spirit. May the two-edged sword of your word be ready in my hands, so I can expose the tempting words of Satan. By faith, your warrior has put on the whole armor of God. I am prepared to live this day in spiritual victory. Amen. Amen, indeed. Yeah, I didn't know this. Ron was just saying in the chat board, this is an interesting fact. I should look into this. This is interesting. He says your brain actually has 20 minutes. It has a 20-minute period. Then it blocks out odors. Hmm, that's very interesting. I didn't know that. But anyway, but that is all we have for today. I really hope you all have a great day or night, wherever you're at in the world. And until then or the next time, we will see you back here on Sunday. And so I hope uh, you all have a great weekend. Well, tomorrow, remember, tomorrow is podcast free Saturdays, and we'll see you back here on Sunday. All right. God bless, ladies and gentlemen. Bye bye. In order to effect a timely halt to deteriorating conditions and to ensure the common good, a state of emergency is declared for these territories. By decree of Lord Cutler Beckett, duly appointed representative of His Majesty the King. By decree, according to martial law, the following statutes are temporarily amended. Right to assembly, suspended. Right to habeas corpus, suspended. Right to legal counsel, suspended. Right to verdict by a jury of peers, suspended. By decree, all persons found guilty of piracy, or aiding a person convicted of piracy, or associating with a person convicted of piracy, shall be sentenced to hang by the neck until dead. gentlemen that is all we have for the day thank you for joining us here at his heart line and remember as it states in joshua 1 9 i command you be strong and steadfast do not fear nor be dismayed for the lord your god is with you wherever you go we are warriors for christ ladies and gentlemen and that enemy has crossed that line for the last time and we will push the enemy back on their side it's time to get our nation back it's time to return to God. We need to repent of our sins. If we plan on moving forward as a nation under God, we need to ask for his forgiveness. And each and every day, remember, you need to ask 
and invite Jesus Christ in your heart each and every day. Thank you for joining us here at His Heartline, and please come back, share this podcast far and wide, and don't forget to share the website www.hisheartline.com. We'll see you next time.